You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Welcome to the Moisture Festival Podcast. I am Matt Baker. I perform a comedy and stunt show. And I'm Louie Fox. I do uh, magic tricks, comedy, and hand shadow puppets. (laughs) And we both have performed at the Moisture Festival for a number of years. So welcome to the podcast where we give you a peek behind the curtains of the performers and the people that make the Moisture Festival happen. You get a little, little bit of a look at their journey to getting on stage and a little bit about what they do in their time off stage. So. So welcome and be sure to check out all the episodes of the Moisture Festival podcast because there's a lot. There is a lot. And if you aren't familiar with the Moisture Festival, it's a four-week festival celebrating variety arts. So that's hula hoopers, magicians, people who bounce on their hands, acrobats, pretty much anything you can think of. It is the largest festival of its kind in the entire world, folks. In the entire world, it's the largest festival and it features some of the best entertainers and comedians working today. The festival happens in the months of March and April, and not only do they have world-class variety acts, but they have a burlesque venue that runs for one week only, and get your tickets for that early, because that always sells out. Actually, 95%, we've crunched the data, Louie, 95% of the shows sell out. So if you're listening to this in the months of March and April, be sure to go to moisturefestival.org and get your tickets today. Yes, especially if your bucket list item is to see the opening show Get them now. Absolutely. On today's Moisture Festival podcast, we have the clown comedy duo of Coventry and Kalooza. We learn about how they meet in clown school, to how they're evolving their act to suit them as they age through uh, the different fields of clowning. Yeah, we get into the different areas of performance that they do. It's not just clowning. They do one-person shows. Uh, they direct. They write. They co-create. And uh, the various incarnations uh, that they've gone through in their careers. So you're going to love this episode. Let's hang out with Coventry and Kalooza. Let's get to it. Today's guests were winner. Today's guests were winners of the best comedy slash clown act in the American Circus Festival two years in a row. They also won best duo at the Picklewater Free Circus Festival two years in a row. They're both graduates of the Clown Conservatory at the San Francisco Circus Center two years in a row. They have performed all over the world, and you may have seen them at Teatro Zanzani events, the New Pickle Circus, and of course the Moisture Festival. We welcome in Coventry and Kalooza. Now, how many times have you performed at the Moisture Festival? Two years, not <laughs> yes. in a row. Boom. Not <laughs> in a row. Wait, so one of you graduated from the San Francisco Circus School for one, only did one term, and then one of you did two terms, or? We oh. both did both years. Oh. Yeah. We oh. met the first year, and then the second year we worked together building material. Mm-hmm. So you met at clown school. It's a, your classic clown school sweetheart deal. 
<laughs> exactly. Right. Classic in that I met him and then I berated him for six months and, and poked him until he agreed to go out with me. So. Oh, wow. Are you the only sort of love people who made it as a partnership or a love interest from the clown school? Oh, I don't question. know if there's anybody else. Certainly not in our year. <laughs> our year was a weird one. I was kind of ex I was excited to go to clown school. I was like, "There's going to be so many interesting people," and there were just all these people with various issues, <laughs> in Wait, including us, including us. <laughs> Why did you guys decide? What was the uh, sort of genesis for that? Because I know one of you were was at working at a law firm before. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Was Hang on, let's introduce them real quick. Okay. <laughs> Let's skip around. Rewind. That's that's what's fun. Skip around, back and forth, all around in circles. Um, yeah, Jamie was working at a law firm. I was working at a publishing company, and I just was super depressed. I don't belong in an office. It was not the right environment for me. And I saw an ad for clown school in Theater Bay Area. I'm from the Bay Area, and um, and that's where the San Francisco Circus Center is, where the Clown Conservatory is. So that all makes sense. It's all in this region. Um, there was an ad for clown school and I thought, huh, well that might cheer me up. And then I saw it again in a different place, like maybe online or something. And then I had gone to this kind of trade show, I'll call it for um, the theater Bay area. And I met Peggy Ford, who's um, now on the other side, rest in peace, Peggy Ford. Um, I met her there at the booth and she had clown noses and she's like, come on, do it. Send in your application. You can do it. And I was like, okay, this is the third time. That's a three beat. Let's do it. I'm going. And so I uh, sent in my application and then I, I was accepted. And um, yeah, and the, the rest so, is from there. Natasha, did you have a, what was your background coming into clown school? Right. I was a, I was a theater major in college. I did theater through high school and in college I did a year of dance. Yeah, so I had, you know, a physical theater and that, that sort of background. Um, I also did a education minor and I have a holistic education um, certification. So massage and acupressure and herbs. Um, you know, I was really covering my bases there, <laughs> trying to make sure I could survive on this, survive in the world. Um, but performing is my is my real uh, joy. It's what I think I was put here to do. Yeah. So that out of all those things, what has come in the most handy in your clowning? Please tell me the holistic herbs. Right. Right. And herbology. <laughs> um, the most I think is. Oh gosh. I'm hoping you say acupuncture clowning. Acupuncture clowning. I mean, the con uh, consciousness around physical your, your body, I think, is really helpful going into circus. <laughs> Having some of that already probably is helpful. And funny enough, our and during our second year program, when we were building uh, a piece together, we brought in reflexology into the right. clown world, which we did. is fun. And uh, you draw from what you have to yeah, come onto the stage. The new age clowning. We really, uh, really held that that corner down for mm -hmm. a while. Old school new age. He yeah. got some crystals. <laughs> no, no. But, but really big clowning. Align the chakras for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, Jamie, what was your background? So, uh, similar background in that I was uh, in the theater. Um, in in high out of high school i did a year of theater major in, in san francisco um, college of santa fe in mm -hmm. san francisco and then 
And then I kind of took a little scenic route and studied philosophy and music and and went to San Francisco State and was like, how do I how do I get out of this? How do I graduate? And they're like, you could be a liberal studies major. <laughs> and uh, so that was basically like, oh, I guess I I guess I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. So and that's not so bad because I like kids. But then when I saw how hard elementary school teachers work, <laughs> I was like, this is bananas. Yeah. Um, but uh, but so out, so out of out of college, I was I was in a dead end job at an office trying to pay the student loans. And and then I saw, you know, the clown conservatory auditions and I was like, I could defer my loans for a year and go to clown school. That sounds great. <laughs> and as soon as I, I got the, I called up and I got like an audition date like that night, I went out with my friends. We went bowling and I accidentally dropped a bowling ball on my foot and it hurt like hell for like days. But I was like, that's definitely a sign from the, from the heavens. Um, Way to go to clown school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm doing the right thing. I'm going the right direction, even though it, it might hurt. Uh, one other note that I just thought about was that uh, in the San Francisco State, I took a class called The Art of Comedy that was taught by Joan Mencken. And that was the first time I did any clowning I, i'd never done clowning per se but there was a little section in there where we did clowning and i was going to say that you also that was kind of your maybe first foray into clowning was doing something with joan mankin so that was a joan mankin connection connection because yeah, she's also on the other side rest in peace joan mankin joan mankin was a pickle clown for quite a while and mm-hmm. uh and out of clown school we were in a show that she directed for many years so we worked with joan she helped uh help teach us how to pass clubs together and uh, a lot of other things. So, shout out to Joni. Yeah. So I remember, I remember something actually that I wanted to say about the story of my where I came from. So in middle school, I was in the spring musical Funky Winkerbean's Homecoming, and my role was when the Funky Winkerbean came up to me and asked me if I wanted to go to the prom. I slammed the locker and screamed in his face, and. <laughs> Everybody laughed so hard in the audience and it felt so good to me to make people laugh. So that was kind of like, I think that was a seed that got planted there of, of, of comedy versus, yeah. you know, dramatic theatrical. You got, you got the itch, the, the comedy yeah, I, itch. I felt it. And then I would say, going back to the question that I couldn't answer because I was speechless, um, I think the dance, uh, the dancing in college was most applicable to my clowning now because there's a certain expression and freedom that happens in dance versus theater where you're given a script and you have to stand on your mark and, you know, kind of fall into a, a very specific structure. Um, there's a little bit more freedom with dance. You can a little bit more self-creation. And I find that in circus and clowning as well. I mean, of course, when you have a partnership, you can't just go rogue and do whatever you want. You have certain things you're working with each other. Works for me. Or you can, yeah. and then somebody gets hurt. You know, that's what we found. <laughs> like, I didn't expect you to jump on me at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that. Like, how do you determine... Um, when you're working together, uh, how do you determine what you work on, what get, goes in the show, what is your brainstorming let's think, sort let, of? Cr- cr- let's back it up one second and go. How do you describe okay. what you do on stage? <laughs> go, Jamie. Go. Go. Well, actually, I want to even back it up even further because Louis was like, "Why don't we introduce you guys?" I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, my name is Jamie Coventry. 
And this is Natasha Kaluza, and we are Coventry, Coventry and, and Kaluza. It's our names. So a lot of people are like, uh, uh, what's your names? And we say Coventry and Kaluza, and then like, what? what's your names? So, so we could have gone with Bip and Bop, but uh, we went with Coventry and Kaluza, um, and it's a little harder to remember per se, but that's just how it is. How do you determine whose name goes first in the billing? Uh, it just sounded better. Okay. It just sounded better. Although occasionally we get Kaluza and Coventry, and we're like, "Huh." It just doesn't. What other names did you guys bounce around on? Like so Jimmy many. Matt. Uh, yeah, like give me the the ones oh, that failed. I can't. There are too many. There are too many it's, to list. It's been a minute too. So yeah, this was. I mean, we've been working together for almost twenty years. Next spring will be our twenty year anniversary of working together. So nice. It was. It was many years ago that we decided to be Coventry and Kaluza. I don't even remember the list. And we work with a couple of other companies as well. So, mm-hmm. um, what we do is that we are uh, circus artists. Okay, so that's one title that that, <laughs> that works for some people, and then uh, physical comedians works for others. Um, uh, clowns, clowns, clowns. Yes, uh, if, if 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 the people are are hip, you can say clowns. I don't know. Some people. Just, yeah, they don't quite get the, the title clown. Yeah. So you assess the person who is listening and then you, see you what's... Assess. <laughs> but I would, I would describe what I do as bringing myself and my energy into a space to inspire and uplift people or make them feel something. That's what I do. And I could, because I feel like I use theater, I use mask work, I use clowning. I use my hula hoop act as like my circus discipline. I use a, such a variety of tools that um, it's hard to just label myself as one thing. Um, so I'm a storyteller also, uh, you know, just lots, so many different things. So I, I describe it more broadly as just, I'm coming out there to shine my light. <laughs> nice. uh, there's, there's that new age. There it is. Smoking <laughs> through. through. But I mean, as far as the skills you all, you two have, you have juggling. You, you do some contortion. You do acrobatics. You. I wouldn't say contortion. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do some comedy partner acrobatics. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, juggle. Mm-hmm. A music uh, is an aspect for sure. Dance. Dance. Yeah, balance skills. Just. Your basic circus. And now dog tricks. Circus artists. We call ourselves circus artists ordinaire. So. <laughs> now, you mentioned dog. How'd you get into to dog tricks? Well, a dog act was our retirement plan when we felt like we couldn't do our, uh, you know, be as physical. Um, and I was not, I thought I was going to learn how to train a dog and then get a dog. But he just came into our lives and we couldn't say no. He's a rescue and he's been just such an amazing joy and love in our lives that um yeah it just was the right move to make and so we've been learning as we're going a lot of youtube videos a lot of reading uh we've met with a private trainer a couple times but we're you know we're making mistakes but we're he's a sweet sweet boy and um yeah we're, we're excited for the future as well i know we'll get more dogs in the future and, and keep training has the dog been in the show yet Yes. Yes. Many times. We got, so we got Finley on Valentine's Day of two, of 2019. 20, Sorry, 20. 2019. 2020. Right before Let's everything shut down. Let's start this again. <laughs> we got Finley on Valentine's Day of 2019. 2020. 2020. It was in 2019. Okay, 2020. <laughs> One more time. One more time. The pandemic. In 2020, 2020. we got our dog. 
And we uh, and it was February and March. We were driving up to the Moisture Festival, and Natasha was uh, doing a solo show that she's been working on. So we did that in Arcata, and then we did it in Portland. And then in Portland, we got the email that said, "Phone call, yeah, Beer, not happening. Moisture Festival is not around. happening." So Finley was going to come up to the to the Moisture Festival with us then, but he didn't get to. And then we actually brought him up the next time, uh, which was this year, and uh, found out that uh, live animals are not allowed. And, like, the <laughs> and, uh, to answer the question, yes, we've been very fortunate to have him perform with us a number of times. When we were, it was during the pandemic, we had some Zoom shows, so we were performing in our living room, and he would just we'd have him come out. Um, and then we worked with Circus Bella over the summer, and he got to do pre-show with us at different places. And then we have what libraries are one of the things that we do kind of for bread and butter library and school shows. And we've been really lucky that the different libraries, a lot of the shows are outside anyway, so it's not like we're bringing him into, um, you know, that facility. They've been open to it. And so he's yeah. gotten to perform with us probably 40, 40 different shows. That's awesome. Yeah. The last library was like, well, the reptile guy brought in a snake. So, so <laughs> right. Um, and that thing's not trained. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's some sort of the stuff that you have him do in the show? Like when you when you sought him out, were you just rescuing a dog, or were you seeking out a dog that could was driven by you know treats or driven by could do tricks? Right. I had I had just told my aunt. My aunt also loves dogs, and we you know talk about dogs all the time. And she's like, "Well, when are you going to get one? When are you going to get another one?" I had a dog uh, many years ago that passed away. It was you know big loss in my life as anybody who owns a pet knows how much love you have for that pet um it's like a you know losing a friend and so she's just she was just kind of pushing me and i said well you know it has to have these parameters i want it to be a poodle mix or something so it doesn't shed hypoallergenic it's got to be small and i don't know how i'm gonna find a rescue like that and then two days later she said i have one for you my friend, my friend works for a rescue company and you know i've got the one for you and so i just so, couldn't say no at that point it was yeah. it just felt like the universe kind of Put it in my lap. He's basically really cute and fluffy, but he's not like necessarily a jumper or, you know, uh, there are there are other dogs that might be better for tricks, but mm. he's super cute and he brings the he brings the cuteness hard, man. <laughs> now, how is your ego dealt with at the end of the show? No one wants to talk to you. They all want to pet the dog. Yeah, they all want yeah, to pet the dog. It's, it's a I blow. <laughs> they want a signature from the dog. Something like, yeah. like, can we see him? I say, he's resting. You have to talk to me. <laughs> He's in his dressing room. Yeah, he's in his dressing room, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, going back to what I, my question before we did an introduction in the middle, um, how do you guys sort of uh, figure out, between the two of you, how do you communicate or develop new material? How do you decide uh, how you're going to approach a new act and, and then develop it together? Do you develop it individually and then bring it to the table as like an almost finished product or – um, to collaborate together. Right. I think it, it I kind of think it depends on what the act is. So I think we've been kind of fortunate in a way where sometimes one of us just has the, you know, a spark of an idea. Um, I'm trying to think of one that's like a perfect example. Oh, like tenderly. I was taking classes at the jazz school um, for vo you know, vocal jazz classes. And this, I heard the song tenderly and just the lyrics, I was like, oh, I can sing it and you can do all these things. You can spray me with mist. You can go out into the odd, you can do this, you can do this. And so I kind of came to him with the idea, I'm gonna do this, you're gonna do that. And then as we start getting on our feet with it, 
he'll have an idea for me, I have an idea for him, and we just kind of go back and forth and, and coordinate it. But usually one of us kind of has the final say. If it's like, it was my idea, so I kind of have the final say on it. And then if he has something he wants me to do, like he has a harmonic, okay, you wanted to talk. Yeah, if I have something oh, that I want, want to do, then she wants I think I should figure out the talking part first. <laughs> That's not always true. No, no, no. But like, so true. he has um, a harmonica act. And so then he'll say, oh, I want you to do this for it, this for it. And can you watch me and give me feedback? And so we kind of just uh, help each other, you know, as outside eye and then mm. um, be in it together. But usually I think we've just been pretty lucky with, um, one person having that the inspiration for it, so that kind of drives whoever has the inspiration for that piece. That's awesome. Now, what percentage yeah. of your show is duo versus solo stuff? Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's mostly mostly we're duo, and we each have a solo piece. Jamie does a thing with the microphone stand where he can't set it up, mm -hmm. <laughs> like like kind of like George Carl, and I have my hula hoop act. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we we have each us like some solo moments, but generally it's it's duo. Yeah, it's pretty cool to watch because you each have individual talents that you're bringing to the stage, and then you know, um, complementing each other while they while you do that, like with the hula hoop or the harmonica, it's pretty pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's fun, and then when we when we get stuck. Or if we feel like we've plateaued or something, we'll definitely get outside eyes. We have mm. lots of you know colleagues and mentors in the area that we can say, "Hey, can you look at this? We don't know what we're doing anymore, and yeah. you know we don't know what's happening up here." Yeah, and then coming from a theater background, we're, we're open to like different forms of of expression, you know, performance st stuff. Like we've got the we've got the one sort of bread and butter show. And then we're, we also have these other pieces that are, you know, involve different costumes, different characters mm -hmm. and different, uh, more talking. We've got a kind of a false ventriloquist act that's not in our show, but it's like, it's classic. She's the puppet, you know, and that kind of stuff. And we were like, we called up Dan Holzman. He's right around the corner. We're like, Dan, we need some cheesy ventriloquist jokes. And he, so, <laughs> so he, he helped us out with that. So yeah, we, we. Get to explore different venue, uh, different not venues, different genres, different mm -hmm. mediums, different. Yeah, I think there's a picture of you doing that on the what is it, the Sweet Can Circus website. Yeah, and in fact, we got that that picture was on the poster for the Moisture Festival, Festival this this time around. Oh, that's awesome. We were we were gonna bring it up. We were gonna bring it up in 2020 <laughs> when it was a because because it, it has a some year after you got your dog. <laughs> <laughs> year after. Uh, because it's semi-political and it was like the perfect time for it. And then this time when we came up, it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was the, as the right time, the right time for it. So, yeah. so you have, you have like individual, so you have your show that sort of you sit like that is, uh, you sell at libraries and school assemblies and events, but then you also do write custom sort of like two person shows. Like I see that you do a regular show, holiday show called Mittens and Mistletoe. Is that something you actively uh, once a year produce a brand new show or is that just like a running show that sort of already exists? We actually put that to bed in 2019. It was 10 years that we produced it for Sweet Can. We were the co-artistic directors, quote unquote, of Sweet Can Productions. And that was a variety show where we could do material that we have. And then also we had a bunch of other artists come in, aerialists and, you know, different specialty acts. It was super fun. Um, pretty much every year was different, different theme. 
Um, it was really, it was a very special time, but it just was a lot of work to produce, direct, be yeah, of course. Show, and you know, all the, you know, what goes into that sort of thing, all the communication with the artists and, you know, funding, just everything for it. So just thinking about it, we were feeling tired and I thought, you know, we've spent 10 years, let's, let's stop that for now. And, um, we'll see what happens in the future with Sweet Can, but. So what, what is Sweet, is Sweet Can still exist then, or it's. It sort of does. The name, the name does. It still exists. Um, the people who founded it are kind, kind of retired, no longer performing. Um, Beth Clark, Daniela Steiner, and Carrie Krasinski were the founders. Daniela teaches Ariel still in Portland. Carrie moved to Mexico and runs retreats down there, sweet retreats. Shout out to Carrie Krasinski and her sweet retreats. Um, where you can go and learn Ariel and be how to be an Ariel teacher and work on your artistry there. And Beth, um, she's become a mom and she teaches Pilates and she still does um, some kind of random events and gigs here and there, but she's not necessarily, when, when Sweet Can was founded, it was more of a theatrical circus kind of ensemble based where you work together for six months and then produce a show. And so no, those, the people who founded it aren't at that point in their lives anymore. So that's when Jamie and I, the ones that started to wane, Jamie and I took over to do the mittens show at least kind of just to keep sweet can going. And now what we'd like to do next with sweet can is to develop a clown show between the two of us. That's not as verbal. That's much more, um, I don't, I don't, poetic maybe isn't the right word for it, but um, yeah, just, I'd say, cause a lot of the material we've developed now kind of developed on the streets. So it has a lot of that kind of punchy comedy and talking and that sort of thing. And so we kind of want to move into a, a different, take some of our other work that we enjoy doing and put it on the stage where theatrically you have more control than you do on the street or in a, you know, outside mm-hmm. outdoor setting or I'm talking so much. No, yeah, it was great. Jabber John, Jabber John. I wanted to say one more thing while we're shouting out to Sweet Can is that in 2018 we produced a show with uh, our friends, uh, the Levins, who are musicians, and they created all the music for this show called the. Well, what is it called? It was inspired by Hafez, the poet Hafez, and. my friend Hafez was is the album that the Levins made, and Natasha actually heard the album was inspired to bring in some uh, aerialists and various circus artists to do uh, circus to their very to their songs, and so we created a whole show with a director, and uh, uh, it's it's a really great project that we want to bring back again sometime because that that. Um, <clears throat> blending of like circus and poetry and music, music and uh, spirituality, I guess, if, if, yeah. for lack of a better word. But uh, no, that's real. Yeah, I mean, just it's got a it's po it's the poetry brings in this deeper meaning to the to the circus, and it's just like it's a great connection. So I really want to do that again as well. That was through Sweet Can. Is that is there a video is there a video of that out there that people could watch or? Yes, we should find. We should put it on our channel as well, but it's on the Levins. I'm sure the Levins have. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Yeah, the last iteration that we had, where we had a real director um, help us, we also had somebody who did graphic projections in the back. I mean, just breathtaking. I'm like this. That that is what what i love about theater is when everybody's bringing all these pieces together that you could not do by yourself and it comes out with this amazing creation that is That's more awesome. than the sum of its parts yeah yeah so good call on bringing that up cool. 
<laughs> He's got nuggets when he can talk. I'll get that. Well, the other thing I was going to say was a shout out to Circus Bella, which is another local independent circus company. Mm-hmm. And they're more traditional circus, uh, like, uh, like pickles, in that they do uh, free shows in the parks they get grants to do free shows in the parks around the bay area and this last summer we went to reno and uh los angeles as well but uh, so we've been working with them for many years now and um we hope to keep continue to do so yeah natasha's the, we're, we're clowns in that as well as uh natasha's a hula hoop artist and yeah now when you when you both made the decision to go to circ clown school essentially um did you know that there was careers out there in this industry or were you just like, this is something different that, you know, I'm pushing, I'm just going to, I'm going to push my creativity, see what, where this takes me. Or was this like, Oh, there is a, there is an industry out there that I can, you know, be a part of and make money doing and make a career out of. You want to start? Cause I've been talking too much. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I hope there is such a, I hope, I hope. I, I, I honestly, I, I just wanted to go. I think originally for sort of self-expression, and like something led me. I was like, I've got to. I kind of put my theater side on the back burner. Let's let's see what this brings. And so, the more I got into it, the, the kind of bigger the uh, world, the bigger I saw that the world was. You know, um, for possibilities of employment. But I really had no idea, and I had no idea how much of a like computer hustle it is as well. It's like there's a lot right? of time spent in front of the screen trying to figure out where the next gig's coming from. Do they do they talk about that? Like, give you like a sort of a glimpse on hey, a build a bit. website, the side was, cold was call. Not, yeah, the business side was was uh, not so not as not so great our year of clown. We went to the Clown Conservatory in its third, third year, year mm-hmm. and then it evolved and evolved, and then it kind of crashed and was reborn and whatnot. So it's it's been many iterations, but yeah, the business, we could have used a lot more, <laughs> a lot more <laughs> from the business side of things. Um, I'll just say as a side note that one of the things, the first thing uh, Jeff Raz was, was the director there, he was like, so what do you want to do with this? And at, at that point, I was... Uh, young uh, dreamer and I was just like I just want to take art to the people man I want to I want to get out there the little places where no nobody has any art take art and then like well then years went by and then we were doing a county fair like out in the middle of nowhere Oregon like they're like we're gonna put you by the swine barn and like, yeah. we're like we're, 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 and we're trying to do our show and, and then I was like man I manifested this didn't I <laughs> well yeah I mean that's the thing that's the hard part too is like because you know like you're putting the situation where you're like this show is gonna be tough like and yeah. no matter who it is this is gonna not be great but I bring an art to the that, that's how I keep it in my mind I'm like. I'm bringing art to people who might not see this otherwise, and, you know, even how difficult it is. And you're going to be the last show those pigs will ever see. It's true. <laughs> it's true. One, right? Oh, poor pigs. <laughs> I also, to answer the question, I had no idea. I thought I was going to go to ACT and get an MFA in theater. You know, I thought I was going to continue on more of going into theater world. 
Um, and then the clown world just kind of scooped me up and I found right out of clown school, I got a job performing. So that was, that was just really lucky. Do you still do theater work? Like you still do acting or anything? Not real, not in a theater. No, I, I, I did. I auditioned several years ago and I got cast in this role and it was, you know, community theater, not, not union at all. And the stipend that they wanted to pay me, I was like, um, there's no, I'm, I cannot live on this and this is my job. So I can't take this role. It was was way too much time for zero money, which I get, you know, if people are just doing it as a hobby, they have a nine to five and they want to go and just play. That's fine. But if, if you're trying to make a living, there's there, that's zero chance. Were you in, in, go ahead. Were you in a movie? Uh, I we just oh, I've done some I've done a little bit of commercial work, um, not national commercial. Salesforce has hired me to do um, kind of in internal commercial stuff, okay. which was amazing, super fun. And then the guy who um, Direct. directed those videos, he create he it's not out yet. You know, he hasn't finished editing it and doing all of the work, but he made an independent film, and I was in that. Okay, is that precarious? Oh. oh no! Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> Jamie was in that one. Well, you were too. You were I was in it, but minute. I was in it for ten seconds. Yeah, oh, so yeah. you have the IMDb credit. He doesn't. That's right. <laughs> oh, what? It's another indie project our friend made. He created these huge sets in his living room, and amazing creativity. We made a made that movie. That was fun. <laughs> so, what what was the movie? A precarious. Yeah. Uh, precarious is uh, so the the movie is um, in a world in a world it's a kind of a whodunit sort of a thing and uh, he's sort of inspired by the Hardy Boys in a way and um, but he's taken it around to a lot of film festivals and like in various countries and nice. so it's pretty it's pretty cool okay I don't know how so- to- Tell you how to describe it. Yeah. I want to say one thing that I think is funny. When I was in clown school, I so much didn't believe that I was going to be a clown that, that we had a makeup lesson. And so I had makeup on and I want I was riding the BART home with my makeup on with a couple of the people because I wanted to show the people I lived with like, oh, look at this clown makeup. And somebody turned to me and said, oh, you're a clown. I said, I'm not a clown. And I'm in full clown face. He's like, okay. I'm just going to murder you. He's like, okay. I, okay. So that's how much I didn't really understand what I was getting myself. The guy's like, this clown, not funny. Oh, man. <laughs> what to reinforce my disliking of clowns? I'm not a clown. I'm not a clown. You're an angry right clown. I'm not a clown. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys do a year performing in Japan? I have that written down. I don't, I don't have context for it, though. Is there... We did ten weeks. Ten weeks. I'm sorry. We did ten weeks. We did ten weeks with Circus Bella, actually. And... Uh, we were at uh, Holland, per, Holland themed uh, theme park, and so we we were in Japan, but it looked a lot like Holland. There was uh, canals and windmills, and and uh, so that was very surreal. Uh, it was a, it was a great experience to to be in Japan. Um, we performed uh, in we like there was various weather conditions. We I remember juggling in the snow at one point mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it was it was definitely an Cold. interesting experience yeah. it was super fun though it was so so, so fun. much can be said about that i don't know where to start I so know. anyways <laughs> so you do like 
I mean, you've performed in circuses, you've performed in theaters, on the streets. What's your favorite venue to perform in? What's your favorite venue? Well, okay. I think we're, we're theaters are our favorite venue. Uh, we enjoy, it's great to be able to control the, the lighting and the sound and the everything. And that way you can really uh, put it up. And it, it just cuts down on the chaos factors. Uh, we love performing with Circus Bella. They perform outside in the summer, in the sun, and inevitably the big juggling act at the end of the show is at the same time when the wind picks up. Right off the bay. Right off the bay. So we'll be doing these big like group patterns and the pattern will be here and then it just moves over and falls down. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think theaters are a highlight. I'm trying to think of another venue that it's like, that's um, unique and cool. Hmm. The Moisture Festival. Moisture oh, Festival. Love for the sure. Moisture Festival. That moisture stage festival. is is really great to work on. The curtain. I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah. How did you guys come to perform there? We came because of Iman Lizarazu, who's um, I know been there many times. She's a good friend of ours. We worked with her in a show that Tandy Beal Company produced in Santa Cruz, Mixed Nuts, kind of a variation of the Nutcracker. We got to perform with uh, Iman in that, and she's just been a really big supporter and a really fun friend to play with. And she just kind of poked us and pushed us to apply yeah. to the Moisture Festival. Yeah, we had her. We had her in mittens, and then we were supposed to do something with her in 2020. 20. <laughs> you don't know what year. I don't know what year. 2020. It was. 1999. I feel like. You know what year it is? It was a pandemic. We didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to go up there and meet her um, to perform with her that year, and then it didn't happen. Ah. But you know what? We're all bouncing back. I think this summer has been crazy with gigs. We've just been running a marathon, um, working, and we're very, very grateful for to, to have work back. Yeah, where where have you guys been performing this the last few months? Circus Bella, Circus Bella. schools. Libraries, libraries and then those random gigs you know a little bit of corporate work a winery mm. uh you know a winery uh, yeah you know wineries up in our in our area they do events okay. like a weekend they have passport weekends where people can go and do different wine tasting and they each one has like a theme or a party and so the wineries around here they're they're into like throwing parties and events for their members or for you know wine tasting events type things so we get to um I think we've probably done three or four winery gigs this year. Yeah. Yeah. We're also near the Silicon Valley set. But, mm -hmm. um, and then we just came back from three weeks in Oregon. So we did a county fair up there and then a, a stint of libraries around mm -hmm. Salem. So And we did an old folks home. An old folks home. And on the way nice. we did a summer camp. So <laughs> it's, it's like anywhere, if you want to hire us, you just contact Coventry and Calusa and we'll do our best to get there. That's the, that's the, the, the gamut of ages. Like, yeah. K through hospice. I love it. I love it. One of our one of our many many years ago, we we performed at this uh, elder care facility, and we handed out kind of little instruments, honky horns and stuff to the the um, people sitting there. And I said, feel free to make some noise whenever you feel it's appropriate. And, got, and the old guy said, or inappropriate. And then he just started honking the horn. Nice. This is the greatest. Nice. Just made my day, sir. <laughs> Hilarious. Now I, it says that. Jamie is an eccentric juggler. What does that mean exactly? Uh, what does that mean? 
Well, uh, you're looking at an old resume, sir. No, uh, no sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, non-traditional objects. I guess just prop manipulation. Like I got really into to juggling plates for a while, and I was like, I'm gonna be the plate juggler. Everyone's gonna be like, that guy, the plate. And then I kind of put them down for a while. But now I pick them up whenever I do the chef act with the false mustache, and then throw in some plate juggling and nice. you know juggle a. a, a uh, egg beater and uh, you know you just uh, odd objects I think it's it's fun to, to throw those things around um, and right I'd say that you're the when it's when when it's eccentric juggling it's kind of character based juggling mm. the character determines what the objects are rather than I'm a juggler and I have this thing and I'm gonna make it It'd be perfection you know it's more haphazard and, right. and yeah. okay. everyday objects. everyday objects yeah that's what I would say Okay, versus like juggling pins or right. Okay, exactly. Man, I got you. Guys, send me the updated resume. Jeez, I, I know. have like <laughs> I'm looking at old stuff here. I have that you're an estate executor. Is that is that is <laughs> that, that true? That's totally true. Is that updated? <laughs> no, 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 that's false. That's false. You falsely put that on your resume to get some gigs. We need we need a circus act and Nana died, so we need someone to help out with that. I do I do circus and wills. Yeah, that's, that's why they hired you at the old folks' home. Yeah, yeah that's right. They're Double cool. dip, man. So everybody needs living trust. Yeah. So Jamie, you have was it tin sandwich? Is that? That's right. Yeah, Tin Sandwich was a, a sort of a side project. So Natasha was going to jazz school, uh, studying vocal stuff, and I went to up my harmonica game. And uh, I started playing harmonica long ago, and then I decided I'd learn the chromatic harmonica, which is like a whole nother ball of wax. So I went to the jazz school and started learning that. And then I found out that there is this whole tradition back in the 30s of harmonica ensembles where they've got like uh, big very long chord harmonicas with a bunch of different chords and then uh, bass harmonica usually it's a trio but it can be like bigger and bigger after world war ii there wasn't any money in the uh, uh for arts in the schools and so they didn't really have like music programs they didn't have enough money for horns and stuff so they started putting like like giving kids these harmonicas and getting harmonica ensembles. And there were like over 300 uh, harmonica ensembles around the world, around the country, 3, around the country. I think, it, no, 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 I, maybe 400. Uh, in any case, there were a lot. Um, and then from that, different bands started. And actually, I recommend people look up on YouTube, Boraminovich and the Harmonica Rascals. Uh, uh, hilarious. Anyways, it's so, I was like, wow, there's this whole vaudevillian uh tradition of harmonica stuff so i was able to put together a, a little harmonica ensemble down here tin sandwich and um which is an old moniker for the harmoniker tin sandwich and we played uh we play all kinds of random gigs it's just it's weird to to come around the corner and find a harmonica ensemble playing and um <laughs> Do you guys ever do it like if Natasha, you sing and you play uh, harmonica? Do you ever just do straight music? Like, oh no, can those we things even be combined? Does harmonica go with singing, jazz singing? Um, no, we've never done we've never done any of that. Jamie's played a guitar. I've done some singing with the guitar, but never harmonica stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. really good at a slide whistle. That's just oh yeah. <laughs> 
the side note. She's, she's got a YouTube video on, on slide whistle. I oh yeah, what's the key to playing a slide whistle? Is there? A... Um, it's you all should on the just, just watch the video and you'll you'll oh, get okay. really right. great tips. Get some good some really great tips. Can you do the the uh, the mouth harp thing? The the brown 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 You do that yes. one. Jawhart. The twanger, yeah, He's yeah. He's got it. Yeah, okay, so here's a little side note. I used to work at Lark in the Morning. And for those Seattle listeners out there, you'll know Lark in the Morning. And there was a Lark in the Morning down here in San, San Francisco. Basically, it's a musical instrument store that sells instruments from around the world. And I didn't make a lot of money working there because I would just come home with different instruments. <laughs> so that was kind of another you still owe them $5,000. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was like... Another thing that kind of fell into place with with the with the the, the word clown, which uh, you know, there's this one definition. It's like it's the ultimate actor, which I love uh, because it's like they've got to do everything. They've got to do you know um, acrobatics, music, like magic, you know, theater, and so it kind of. I looked around and was like, oh, I could put all these different silly instruments in 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 my coat and pull them out at one point, you know, like. So kind of suddenly my uh, indecision to choose an instrument was like, wow, I can use this, uh, this weakness as a strength. So nice. Yeah, it's one of those things. I've got another piece that I put together that's just like a bunch of silly sounds that I make on the harmonica and I put it into like a mime story. Oh, nice. And, uh, but yeah, it kind of fell into place at one point where before it was just a bunch of little little side things yeah that... i saw the video of you one of you was beatboxing and right we took the beatboxing uh beatboxer the old folks beatboxing yeah to yeah festival mm -hmm. yeah no that, or does that still exist that was our that's like our first that's clown, the first clown act we clown ever act did together oh together. yeah and it still comes out of the out every now and then they come out every once in a while the kind the moral the moral of that one is don't judge a book by its cover you know you think these old yeah people kind of like kind of look more traditional clowning a little bit with the kind of polka dots and the bow and everything and you know just these old folks and then we whip out something that's actually cool <laughs> we're actually cool kids under these costumes these old folks are actually cool well yeah. you know especially because i love old people too and i feel like uh, what I, like as i said before you know i feel like old people have they're not as revered in our culture as I think they should be. They have a lot to give. They have a lot of wisdom. And um, so there, I think there's a touch of that too. You know, mm. you look at somebody, some, you know, average people maybe, and not you two, um, would look at somebody old and just kind of maybe disregard what, who they are, not realizing that person might have done crazier stuff than you've ever done. Yeah. You know, you don't know who that person is just yeah. based on their their appearance at this point in in their life so yeah it's like no. step aside mr knievel i'm <laughs> oh, exactly exactly you yeah. don't know let me get you your walker mr knievel you don't know so uh, that, that kind of where's where that yeah came from and it's good to have an act that we can age into as well right <laughs> forever that's good you, you should just develop stuff that you can do uh as you're really old and then work backwards from there yep it's the benjamin so, buttons uh right? <laughs> career path you guys actually have a book, speaking of judging a book by its cover, The Little Book of Tricks. And you can get it on your website, which is coventrincalooza.com. Um, do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that? It's just a little book of fun and games. It's a, t uh, it's a little activity book. If somebody w writes to us, we, we will definitely send you one. We don't have a, a store on our website. Oh, gotcha. 
purchase it through there. But if you're interested in that, you can write to us. We also have, you know, stickers. Those are high, okay. high value <laughs> object. So they just yeah. drop you a letter in the mail? Is that... Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. get Open your cereal box and see what happens. <laughs> and then you guys have a ton of videos uh, on YouTube, like uh, tutorials, like how to juggle. And then you, I believe there was a, like a, I, I, I don't have it off the top of my head. We'll have to edit this out, but it was like a, yet like a, the power of yes, or that why game or something like that. Uh, yes. There are lots Thank of, there are, yeah, there are Thank, so many yeah. different, we just, you know, that's one of the things about us, I think was why we are together is we have so many different interests that we, we feed into this. Like, what if we did this? Okay, let's do it. And then, oh, what if we do this? We're a little bit, you know, all over the place. So yeah, those videos run the gamut from actual performance to educational to, um, you know, fun games that you might learn and then play with your family. It's just, we, we just like to touch in, in all the different worlds. So check us out on YouTube. And I'm, I'm really bad at the social media, but Jamie does Facebook and Instagram for us. So we're there too. I want to plug my wife's uh, one woman show that she was working. She, so she did it already, but she wants to do it again, uh, which is cool. And I also was making a one man show that was going to come out in 2020. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And it, yeah. Until he got time in the past, got squashed, and it was like they haven't made up the flyers, but they're like, "Oh, we can't do this." So anyhow, uh, I want to try and bring that back at some point. But yeah, uh, that was that was one thing that that kind and of. And what did. was the name of that show? The one woman it's show. Forty nine fifty one balancing the comedy and tragedy of life, and that really is. It's more. It's not just straight comedy. It's really goes into the dark places and then into the light, and it kind of toggles back and forth between that it's kind of a autobiographical story Fringe yeah. thing. are they, you guys uh we're we're very grateful to have you at the moisture festival i didn't get a chance to see you guys but louis talks very highly of you um so <laughs> it's been a treat to have you here on the podcast spending some time with us we do appreciate it coventry and you want to check them out we want to say thank you for having us on. Very much. Thank we you. We talk highly of Louie as well. We have a box full of spring snakes in our garage because of Louie. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing you. Uh, I, I perform Matt as well. Um, Someday. We'll see. We want to thank you for listening to the Moisture Festival podcast. If you haven't bought tickets yet for the festival, you can do that at moisturefestival.org. You can also find out information about volunteering or supporting it financially as well. Just click on the contribute button. You can also find Moisture Festival. They are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube if you want to check out more details on any of those social network sites. If you want to find out more information on Louie and I, we do a podcast together that is completely different than this podcast and it is called the odd and off beat podcast and you can find that on any platform that you get your podcasts at if you would like to find out information on louis and i's shows you can do so by visiting louis site which is louis fox with two x's.com and matt baker's site comedy stunt show.com spelt the way you would expect it to be spelled yes 
And we want to thank all the volunteers, performers, sponsors, donors, board members, producers of the Moisture Festival for helping make this thing happen. Absolutely. A lot of moving parts, and they do a wonderful job at creating a very unique experience that you cannot get anywhere else. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. And stay moist.